I think we'll get started. Including the guys upstairs. I see the other thing too is they have to be members. Yeah, and some, not everybody's members. Okay. We need, we need 51. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for this day, a chance to come together as uh, your body here at New Life Church. Uh, we praise you for everything that you're doing in our midst. And I pray that we would keep in step with your spirit, that um, we would, each of us, have a, a real sensitivity to what you're doing and not uh, what we wish you were doing. Um, so help us to be present in this moment, to listen well, ask great questions. Give, the, give you this time for all, for your glory and your honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we'll take, just, we'll just let it go for about a minute. Then I'm going to ask uh, Sue to come up and do that. We're going to start with the budget. <clears throat> Sue, just give about a minute or so to let, Okay. And Dave, it's being taped, correct? Twice. Very good. All right, Sue. There are two sheets in the back related to the budget. Um, one is a summary of uh, 2016, and uh, the other is uh, the budget for 2017. So bottom line for 2016 is we ended up well. We ended up with a surplus. So we ended up technically with a $23,000 surplus, partly because we underspent some of the items in the budget. And then um, the main reason is because the, the last week after the last Sunday in December, $19,000 came in. So uh, to give you an idea, Friday morning I sent John an update and I said, yeah, we've gotten $900 since Sunday. That was five days after Sunday. And then within... The, another day or two, it ended up being 19000 So, um, not, I mean, this is kind of typical for us. It comes at the very end. And so we never really know how we're going to end until the very end. Um, then, in terms, I'm just trying to think if there's anything. I guess the only, the other thing I want to point out on 2016 
is uh, just to point out that there is a significant amount of our expenses that come from the building fund, which is basically from the antenna money. So about 65, almost $66,000 of building-related expenses come from that fund. Uh, so for 2017, that's the other sheet, um, So there's been some, we, we're talking about transition and the changes that are coming. Uh, there's also been some transitions that have already happened uh, in terms of staffing. Um, so as everybody knows, Sue Sponsler has uh, stepped down. And, um, and so for the 2017 budget, we didn't make any major changes. We're still, you know, trying to figure out what all this means what staffing changes should be made based on the, um, the new mission statement. And so there will be more changes coming down, particularly for 2018. Um, don't know if there will be any of those changes that will happen in the later part of 2017. Uh, we did give staff 3% raises. Uh, we also gave the international missionaries 3% raises. We gave Pat Vanderwall 10%. Uh, increase um, just because she's struggling a little bit more with her finances. Uh, let's see. Um, one, uh, the, um, oh, never mind, sorry. Um, other than that, there aren't too many other major changes. Obviously, increases on some of our expenditures just because things go up. taking questions for this now or later? Okay. Testing. Oh. Little live. <laughs> so Sue, I didn't. I wasn't able to understand uh, the building um, expense thing with the antennas and whether the antennas are costing us no, or no. whether we were paying the, for the butt okay. house and whatever. We get money for having the antennas right. up on our roof, and so that money that we get from the antennas ends up being used for some of the building expenses. So you're saying that we had that much building expenses this year, or? We uh, had, yes, almost $66,000. Okay, thanks. I just wanted to point it out because it's not in our regular budget, so I didn't want people to think that was the only thing that we spent this year. Um, just a question about um, Cheryl's salary. Uh, it looks like oh. the, the percentage is an increase, but the total. Yes, I'm glad I was supposed to mention that. Sorry, glad you mentioned it. Yes, Cheryl has, uh, at her request, um, decreased her time, so she's only here 22 hours a week.
just to uh, give you a little bit more information about that, this is probably a good time to do that. Cheryl has taken a part-time job with her church, which is called The Block. Um, that arose suddenly. Um, thought it was, she thought it was a good opportunity for her. We agree. Um, and she's most likely, she, we, we have to, re, re, uh, we, we have to re, redetermine her uh, job description. Uh, we're going to be changing it based on the current needs of her church. So she'll be working 22 hours as opposed to 30. And um, she'll, she'll stay on for about another year. Just She knows how important this transition is, so she's just not going to leave us high and dry. So, uh, so we're working on that, but we wanted you to know. And um, it, it, it's only happened within the last couple of weeks. Sue, I know you mentioned that um, there will be some other transitions that will affect the budget. Um, so my question would be, I don't know if you're the person that can answer this, if we as a congregation would get periodic updates about that. Um, I'm sure that you will be getting someone's, um, that there's been a staffing committee that was put together to, to evaluate our current staffing and what uh, needs to change based on uh, particularly the new mission statement. And uh, so that needs to be presented to the elders, and the elders need to um, make their input into it. And so then I'm sure after that you'll be hearing more about it. I guess the other thing I would add to that is under ministry personnel, we do have a $5,000 budget for transition succession plan. Uh, you'll see there that that was kind of a just because there's a lot of uncertainty there, we put 5000 in the budget for whatever would, whatever the staffing committee, search committee might need as far as plane fare or that kind of thing to bring potential candidates in. Another um, change in the budget from last year is the fact that we have a paid youth intern. Um, so that's reflected in the budget. So that's Eric DeShields. I am so excited that we're having Eric as the youth intern. My question is, number one, is he a member of our church? And if not, is there going to be a process to get him to be a member of our he church? He has gone through the process, and so I believe he will be joining the next time the members start. So I have a question about the the barbecue. Um, so did the church spend six hundred eighty three? Yes. So I, I thought half of that was supposed to be coming from the the congregation, like the. There weren't that many donations that really? came in for the barbecue. Huh. Um, it, we had um, we didn't have quite the budget for the barbecues. So we ask for private donations from people in the church. But we we know what we spent, and we've seen it over a couple of years, so we just put it into the budget. So so that the Reyeses have enough money to make this happen. Any other questions? 
just not a question, but on behalf of the Global Missions uh, team, uh, thanks for increasing the support for the foreign missionaries. Uh, some of them are very desperate in their financial condition. And then also I want to say thanks for restoring a little bit of money to the evangelism resources uh, budget so that there are some resources to purchase evangelism supplies if necessary. Thanks. We do have time for questions at the end, so if you do have other budget questions, we'll, we'll have the time. Okay, one more. Go ahead. I'm just wondering, is Seth considered full-time? Because his salary seems significantly less than Cheryl's. Um, he is full-time, yes. Uh, Cheryl's been here 10 years, and she's administrator of the church. And Seth, if, is Seth here? So, I mean, Seth, we, we talked at length about his salary and how he feels about his salary and he was taking his perspective from from his former job is it's light years ahead of what, what he was getting so he's happy but we're, we're, all, we're in the process of looking over all those things so we're not going to let him high and dry financially alright we'll take more questions at the end we have to move on Yes, thank you, Sue. I'm always amazed at how much effort Sue puts in. Uh, we are blessed to have her, so thank you, Sue. <clears throat> I want to uh, take a, some time on the docket here. It says 2017 Vision and Mission Initiatives. Um, so my, my desire was to present these initiative, initiatives and goals for 2017. I wanted them all spelled out by today. The truth of the matter is that we're not quite there yet. Uh, too many things have happened over the last couple months. Um, but the elders are working hard at it. Um, and we didn't, I just didn't, we, we really felt like in the end we didn't want to present anything to you that was kind of half-baked. Um, so instead of that, I'm, I want to give you glimpses of what we're currently working on. Um, <clears throat> most of you know that, uh, well, I'll tell you what, before I do that, you saw there's an informal poll that we're asking you to take, and I, I would like you to do that um, as soon as you can. And we'll, we'll collect those before we, we do the voting for Dexter. So basically, we're, try, we're wondering what we're going to do this year for Lent. Uh, we've had Lent uh, prayer services on Wednesday nights. We've all, last year, we had them on Sunday night. Uh, we want to know if what day, what, does Sunday work better for you? Wednesday work better for you? Neither one work better for you? Uh, so it's an informal poll. We have to make some decisions. So please, um, if you don't have it, it's in the back. We're going to collect that in about 15 minutes. So, so most of you know that um, I was a real estate agent with Keller Williams for about 10 years. Uh, Gary Keller, who started the company, he was famous among us realtors uh, for talking about what he called the power of one. Uh, he preached on it pretty religiously, and uh, he was famous for it among us realtors at Keller Williams. Uh, to summarize it, he always asked this one question, which was, what is the one thing in your life that if you did consistently, everything else would become easier or not necessary? So what the way he talked about it with us realtors, what's the one thing that you can do in your real estate job that if you did it consistently every single day, everything else in your real estate job would become unnecessary or a lot easier. And I, that was a very powerful concept when I first learned it. Um, 
And so I want to ask that question of us today when we think of our vision and our mission, which is new, how we're going to achieve our goals. So what is the one thing that if we did it consistently at New Life Church, everything else would become a lot easier or some things would become unnecessary? And my personal opinion about that is discipleship. If we did discipleship consistently, I think a lot of things would get easier around here. So what is emerging from the elders is this plan, this idea that we have called Disciple One. So what would it look like for each of us to ask God to show us how we could disciple just one person in 2017? So not disciple all of New Life, not disciple the city of Philadelphia or the community of Omni or even our workplace, just one person. And that's what we're working on and we'll be presenting to you over the next month or two. You see, we're trying to keep things as simple as possible with this idea of one. We've already had an adult Sunday school class on discipleship. Some of you attended that class. It was a pilot program that was run by uh, Scott Ashman and Will Doggett. And uh, they and we in the class discovered a lot of important things about discipleship. So I've asked both of them, Scott and Will, if they would simplify everything that we had, that kind of plan that we had, and put it into a a workable model for us at New Life, something that's simple enough for all of us to be able to use, and that's what they're working on. Um, So all that's to say we're working on training. We're working on making sure you have help if we ask you to do this, and we want you to have the necessary training and help. So we'll have that available to you. We'll be talking about that over the next month or so. Like I said, it's n- we're not quite there yet. The, the last thing we wanted to do is put I- an idea in front of you and have you have this experience like, oh, no, one more thing to do. Uh, so we're trying to simplify things. Um, so from this simple concept of one, we also have this idea of merging that uh, we're, we're calling Connect One. Right now we're calling it Connect One. So some of you may, that may sound familiar to you, because all that really is is Project Connect. So we want to simplify that a little bit and say, what would it look like for you to connect with just one person once a week for five minutes for prayer and accountability? That's the question we're asked, so, so more on that idea uh, in the next month or so. So many of us, we know the reality of your life. Many of us are really busy family and friends and church and job. And uh, as, as I hope you can see, we're trying to create initiatives and goals that would, number one, allow us to accomplish our new vision, mission, and motto, because that's important. We know that. And number two, not put any extra burdens on people, many of whom in this congregation are already feeling pretty tired. Uh, so that, that's kind of our twofold goal. So we know we have challenges in the, in the area of discipleship, and we also know that we have challenges in the area of evangelism and outreach, uh, which, so we're, we're not, we've asked you before to evangelize, to pray and go, to do these things, and to be quite honest with you, the word evangelism, the concept of evangelism, scares many t- to the point of paralysis, and we have no interest in doing that, so we are playing around and talking and, and planning about this idea of invite one making it simple, not you have to go out into the streets and evangelize everybody you see. Just think about what would it mean to invite one. Asking God to give us the courage to just 
invite one person in our lives who doesn't know Jesus to maybe a church service or to an outreach event. There's some really exciting outreach events that we have. People are beginning to talk about um, some of our ministry leaders. Um, you invite them to an outreach event, a small group. Maybe it's just something as simple as you take a person who doesn't know Christ and say, you want to have lunch? So we, we're convinced that God will lead us in that. And as we, we think about Disciple One or Connect One, um, we're, we're excited to see or invite one. We're ex- excited to see how God, is, all these ideas are going to merge as we seek to do our new vision and mission and motto. So we're, making, we're working very hard to make things very simple, uh, simple as possible. We're convinced uh, this is going to give us a better chance of achieving our goals. Sometimes we get excited, we put out goals, and then they they might disappear on us. We don't want to do that. We don't want to discourage people. We want to have something that's simple enough to put into immediate action and see what God is going to do with that. Uh, here are some other glimpses into 2017. Uh, last week I talked about the fact that we have joined the New City Network of Churches. I want to make sure this is very clear to you. Um, New City is a network of like-minded urban churches. It's not a new denomination or anything like that. In fact, most of the people in that network are PCA churches, but not all. Uh, we, the elders joined New City in an effort to humble themselves by coming under the discipleship of other urban Christian leaders, namely Randy Neighbors, who runs that network. Uh, In order for us to grow in the area of discipleship and outreach in the city, we believe that our leaders need some discipleship of their own. So this includes training opportunities for elders and deacons and ministry leaders. It also includes opportunities for you if you're not a leader. If you are interested in in doing some of the trainings that they have, um, we're more than glad to make that happen for you. So we're excited about it. Uh, We handed out a paper that was on the stand in the back. It's called New City 101. So on one side of that paper is New City 101. It just gives you the basics of what it means for us to be in that network uh, and what the churches in that network look like and are expected uh, to do. On the other side of that page is um, an excerpt from the Book of Church Order. Uh, You were saying, you know, we, we, we realize that many of you may not have been in a church where there was a search committee or anything like that. So that's just a glimpse into how the, into the book of church order and how the denomination views this process. So we hand that out for you. Uh, take some time to read both, but especially the New City 101. Uh, if you have questions, feel free to ask the elders. Uh, in order for us to be accept, successful as a thriving family in the city, we believe we need to do a better job of communicating with two, pe- two groups of people. Uh, number one, the first-time visitor, and number two, the member or regular attender of our church. So in an effort to do so, the staff has revamped our church bulletin, which you'll see as right before, you'll get it going into worship. And we've, all, we've revamped that weekly email that most of you receive, uh, and you've already received that. So I'm hoping that that was a great encouragement to you. We want to be more effective in the way that we communicate. So that email is already out. You'll get the bulletin in a little while. Um, 
We, the church bulletin, the staff has been really working on both of these things, and the church bulletin now is much more geared towards the first-time visitor and those who are looking to connect with New Life Church and its ministries. And then that weekly email is more geared towards the regular attender. Um, so we have taken things that used to be in the bulletin, like, for example, prayer request and what's going on this week at New Life, and we have put that into our weekly email. If you're not on that list, you just need to let me know or let Cheryl know, and we'll make sure you get on that list. Um, yeah, so we don't, we don't believe that just because we've changed the bulletin and that weekly email that automatically that means that we're going to accomplish our vision, mission, and motto. Uh, but we do believe it, it is a great first step at uh, being a thriving family because in order to be a thriving family, uh, especially a thriving family in the city, uh, where we're distracted by all kinds of things. We believe to be a, a good family, thriving family, we should have good co communication among the family members. Um, so that's a quick glimpse into what is coming in 2017. You probably can tell that the elders, from what I've shared, we are busy at work. Um, we're not going to wait until the next congregational meeting for you to hear more from us. You will be hearing more about all these things in the next month or so. Um, so within the next month or so, I'll be calling another leadership community meeting, which is something we do um, uh, frequently throughout the year. And the focus of that meeting will be creating action steps for our, our new vision, mission, and motto. Uh, we've already taught them a little bit about it. We'll be talking more to our ministry leaders. Again, our focus will be on the simplicity of one. We're asking each uh, ministry team to come up with one main goal from the new vision, mission, and motto they will put into immediate action. We're not going to ask them to come up with 10 goals or, or just we're focusing on the simplicity of, that, of one. We want to flesh out other parts of our mission um, within those structures of our ministries. So, for example, that first bulletin point, if you remember the mission statement, I would strongly encourage every single one of us to memorize the vision, mission, and motto. Um, it's, it, it's what's driving us. We should all know it. We should all know it by heart. But that first bulletin point in the mission statement, it says to worship God as one with the voices of the nations. So what does that really mean and what does that look like? We are asking the worship team to lead in that area. They're already thinking about it. I know that from talking to Bob and Karen. Uh, we're asking the deacons, for example, and the deaconesses and the deacon assistants to think through the implications of the section of our motto to extend God's care in practical ways to restore the whole person. Uh, that is an elder um, directive. And so as they're already doing, um, the deacons will lead us in the way of mercy ministry. So um, to all of you today, I just want to close this 15 minutes that I had with, again, with Gary, uh, Gary Keller's question. What is the one thing that you could do here at New Life Church that if you did it consistently, Everything else will become easier or unnecessary. It's, it's an appeal to simplicity. It's an appeal to let's not make our lives more complicated but less. Again, what's the one thing that you could do here at New Life Church that if you did it consistently, week in and week out, everything would become easier or unnecessary? And my encouragement to you is to pray, ask God that question, and pray before your brothers and sisters and see what happens. I think, we think, many great things are going to come from making things more simple.
So both as leaders of your church and members, we are on this journey to be a thriving family in the city, right? Where the broken from all nations are made alive and whole, finding hope and purpose in Jesus Christ. And what part will you play in 2017? I look forward to hearing how God leads you in that. I also look forward to, as, as representing the elders, sharing more with you about what we see God doing and how we can accomplish our, our, our new vision, mission, and model. Okay? So we'll take questions on that. Yes, I'll take one question uh, here. <clears throat> we're without, we're gonna get we're gonna have time for questions, so but I'll just take one. As I take that question, Dexter, where Dexter, come on up, brother. It's not a question. It's actually um, if you have Gmail, um, and John, I know you moved to Mailchimp. The G, the Mailchimp. Um, goes into your promotions fo- folder in Gmail if you don't mark it as primary. Very so helpful. just as someone who's used MailChimp often and knows that that's the case, Very and helpful. that actually just happened. So I just looked at your email, and it's in the promotions folder. Just say so. that one more time for everybody. So if you have Gmail, um, John's uh, weekly emails will be in your promotions folder and you'll need to mark it as primary in order to receive it in your primary folder from moving forward or else it'll always go into your promotions folder. Perfect. Thank you. Very helpful. Along right, with we'll, your target ads and stuff like everything else. We'll, uh, we'll talk more about that. John has something to share before Dexter comes. I could never have done that <clears throat> Gmail, that uh, chimp mail without lots and lots of help. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I just give them the content. Here we go. <laughs> I wanted to share something with you just to encourage you. It's related to uh, our vision, mission, and motto, and it's also related to giving um, and our budget. Uh, I'm a firm believer that giving always follows mission and vision. It's not the other way around. Um, so let me let me tell you a story. Um, I'll do this as quickly as I can, but it's it's pretty encouraging. Uh, one of the privileges I have as one of the OGs around here is I get to be a bit of a historian. I get to keep track of people who've been part of our church who the Lord has moved on for various reasons. We have a whole list of former New Lifers who I try to stay in touch with um, at least once a year. And um, they pray for the church, and I hear back from some of them sometimes. Every December, I send a letter to this group of former New Lifers, and I kind of, I give them kind of a rundown of what's going, you know, what happened this year in the life uh, uh, here at New Life. Uh, I, I, give them, uh, I give them kind of a status report of where we are financially. After, it's, this is always after our thank offering. And I always give them what our deficit is. And so I ask them to at least pray for us and if they're able to give toward that deficit. And every year I'm surprised by, you know, what comes back and encouraged. So there's a whole group of people out there who are, are sort of the extended, I call them the extended family. They still consider themselves part of what's going on here, what God is doing. So... This year, what I did, I decided not to give them a rundown of what happened this year at New Life. I just, I said, you know what, we just did this two-year process of recasting our vision, our mission, our motto, 
And that's all I said. I said, Here, here's what happened this year. You know, we had this two-year process. It was very collaborative. And here, here's our new vision, our new mission, our new motto. Tell me what you think. And then I told him about our thank offering and our deficit. It was actually one of the lowest deficits I could remember putting into my, that annual letter to former New Lifers. It was three, you've got to remember the number because it's very important, $3,070. I thought, maybe I won't even send a letter this year. Man, I'm really glad I did. I want to read you a card I got back. What happens is Cheryl will open the mail. She'll put, if there's a check, she'll put it in Sue Carter's box, and she'll give me the card and write on the envelope the amount if there was a check in there. And she wrote on this, che- on this card, on this envelope, $3,070.13. I was intrigued. <laughs> I opened the card. It's from a couple, a family um, that were part of us more than 30 years ago. I rarely hear from them, every now and then, and they've contributed maybe once or twice over the, that I can remember over the last 30 years. So $3,070.13. Here's what they wrote. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but hi, John. We always enjoy hearing what's new at New Life, and especially this year. Very exciting. God has been good to us this year in many ways. We are happy to give to erase your deficit, as no doubt others have as well. So they just said, we're going we're gonna to just cover the whole deficit. We're so excited about that new vision, mission, and motto. Because that's the only things, that, those are the only things that were in the letter. And then she said, and maybe some of you have figured this out by now, the 13 cents is a reference to that time a few years ago when your offering exceeded the debt by 13 cents. Do you got any of you remember that? I'm telling you, that just got to me. That I, when Sue Carter and I talked about this, she said, I think that was 10 or 11 years ago. So here's a family that tracks what God is doing at New Life and is excited to be part of it. And I just, whenever you feel alone, just remember that. Isn't that encouraging? Praise God. Yeah, we're excited about the renewal that God is, is, is doing in our midst, so praise God. All right, Dexter is up. Last week you got his uh, testimony, uh, how he became a Christian, why he feels called to be an elder here. Um, do you feel like you can give us a snapshot of that? I think you can. I have faith in you, brother. So uh, we're, we're, the elders are extremely excited to recommend Dexter Hamilton to you as an elder, so you can fire away your questions. Be nice to him. He's a really good guy, as you know. So come on up here. Well, I um, put together the personal statement, which I think I said in the statement I was happy to do because as you reflect over your life and are forced to uh, write things down, you realize how gracious God has been over the years. So I guess I could go over it, or if anybody has any questions, I'm happy to ask questions. I guess as a sort of opening statement, um, I believe, and I think my wife Karen, uh, we are in agreement, we believe we were called here to new life. Um, 
it's, uh, we, we think about, we tend to think about selecting a church, but um, I, I think if it works right, God really directs you or assigns you to a place and to a group of people, and that's what we believe. Um, from a worship style standpoint, it's very comfortable to me. I grew up in a Lutheran church, so um, so the style of preaching, the songs are very, um, it's like coming home for me personally, so I've, I've enjoyed that part of it. As I said in our um, in my personal statement earlier, in the church that we were a part of for about 15 years, uh, we were very active. I was very active uh, teaching Sunday school, Bible study as a lay speaker, and it was a very very small church, um, but it was very very dynamic and, and really active. So I, I think that God has equipped me. I learned a lot about the Bible, about doctrine, under in that ministry. And um, I believe God, you know, calls you to a place to share your gifts and to and to um, and be ministered to, to minister and to be ministered to. So I believe the calling is here. I would hope um, I was asked to put in my name for candidacy to be an elder. I would be honored um, if I was elected. We we are we've counted the members so. What's going to happen at the end after you ask questions for Dector? We're going to vote. We're going to hand out a ballot and vote, yes or no. Um, one of the things that has to happen is we have to have a quorum, which we do. We've already made that count. But the other thing that has to happen is the people who are members, not regular tenders, but if you're a member of this church, you have to sign this paper. Um, so we're going to, I'm just going to pass this around. We have to have the signatures because we're voting. So I'll pass that around as we're talking, and you can ask your questions from, of Dexter. Dexter. Um, I read your testimony, and um, one of the things, if I'm, if I remember, I'm getting old, so memory goes often in my case. But you indicated that you recently joined a cell group. If I okay, um, so uh, my question, I have a couple of questions regarding that. Um, the first one would be, what prompted you to do that. And then the second one is um, in terms of the group itself, what kinds of activities, you know, take place there. Um, I, I'm not interested in knowing uh, beyond, well, let me rephrase it. And I would be interested in knowing the people, the, and I'm assuming th these are guys that you meet with, um, if they're in within New Life or outside of New Life. I don't need to know their names. I'm not interested in that, but just that. So um, that would be the question, questions that I have. I was, um, I joined the group because I, I was invited to join the group. I'm not sure if the group was meeting uh, before. I know at least some of them. They all are um, members, leaders here at, at New Life. And um, the activities, really very busy schedule, so we, to be honest with you, we struggle to, to meet, but we do meet in a very, very, um, really enriching time. But it's it's an instance where men of God are gathering and really sharing their heart, the most intimate, 
some of the most personal things. Um, and it's been, I've never been a part of a group like that before, it's sort of organized and meeting on any kind of periodic basis. But um, I really, on, I was honored to, to be asked to join the group, and it's been very, very enriching. But in terms of activities, it really is, is meeting and, um, and, and sharing our heart, sharing our vulnerabilities and praying for one another and sharing our challenges and victories, but mostly challenges. <laughs> I'd just like to say I'm excited about your becoming an elder if you get all the votes. <laughs> I uh, really am, um, I appreciate your spirituality and I'm impressed by your teaching and uh, I'm, I'm excited about this and uh, especially that you practice listening prayer. <laughs> Um, I, I was just reading, uh, noticed that you had grown up in West Philly, and that's really, that's really interesting. I spent a lot, a lot of time working there. I, I just wonder if maybe you could share, since you sounds like you've lived in Philadelphia your whole life. Yes. Unlike uh, many of us. Uh, even though, you know, I've been here, we've been here 24 years, but I know it's, you're, I'm still not a Philadelphian. So it's, you, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. I, I know that's sort of uh, what some people think. But um, maybe just in terms of how you see us as an urban church in, in this community, any, any thoughts of things that we, you think we've been doing well or maybe one thing that you think we really could, could expand uh, just in terms of neighborhood ministry or where we're located? If not, that's fine. But I'm just thinking since you've been here your whole life and moved in, probably different, lived in different neighborhoods, just any thoughts along those lines? Well, like a true Philadelphian, I only kind of lived in one neighborhood most of my life <laughs> until I moved up here. Um, I think, I mean, this church is in, in some ways like the church I grew up in in, in West Philly, that it, it did have a heart to reach out. Um, the VBS here is really big. The VBS there was big. Um, our church, the church I grew up with also had, actually had more services. For example, we had a... Um, Secretary Improvement Academy that uh, I think General Electric funded and it taught people um, business English, shorthand, and typing. Um, it it um, had a food cupboard and still does has a food cupboard just just like uh, just like New Life. So actually, there's a lot of similarities. Um, one of the things I think um, at our not even at our church but in our community, Karen and I did this. It's kind of interesting. I don't know if people would be interested in this, but one of the things that we did. Um, in our on our block in the summertime for several summers, is that we would have sort of home base by uh, vacation Bible school. So you would do it at your house, or actually in the summertime when it's nice, you would do it um, on your block. Just get some chairs and just line the kids up, and it actually served a lot of purposes. One, it was a visual witness and ministry for the neighbors, and you'd be surprised people who were willing to. Um, participate, even though they weren't willing to initiate, they would participate and support. And um, it was actually 
endearing and, and, and really amazing because some, when we would do it, it would only be for like a week and it would be after work when I got home. And, but sometimes the kids would come in the morning, um, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and say, it's a time for a vacation Bible school. And uh, it was really just, I mean, children particularly, but a lot of people are really hungry for the gospel. Um, and if you're just kind of not ashamed and visually kind of just putting it out there, you'd be surprised. Um, but, but I, but sort of the answer to the question, there are a lot of similarities here, but I think that there's some other things we could think about and do more, particularly, um, you know, Roosevelt Boulevard, as a kid from West Philly, Roosevelt Boulevard was like going to, you know, another state for me, and it kind of sometimes still is. But, uh, so the boulevard is, uh, is, is a barrier, but, and it's, uh, you know, it's a challenge just for people to get across it, but if we would maybe pray and think about how we could extend across the boulevard. It's very intentional. Maybe it's a shuttle bus. Maybe it's a van. I don't know. Um, things like that. I think uh, we could. So I was nervous or nothing. <laughs> it went easy on you, brother. Okay. Um, I'm going to need some help passing out the bullet, the, the ballot. So I need two people. And then we're going to collect that ballot as well. Again, a couple things. We hand out a sign-up sheets going down both sides. If you're a member of that church, please print your name on there. Um, if you're not, if you're just a regular tender, just let it go by. Uh, and we're handing out a ballot. If you need, if you, we have some uh, pens. They're blue pens. The reason I say they're blue is because I want them back. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be paying attention to who has blue pens in their hands today. If you need a pen, we have some pens. Um, Yes, that's your own pen, honey. I won't take yours, I promise. <laughs> I just know that these, when I do this, that uh, pens have a ch tendency to disappear, and I know the conversation that Cheryl's going to have with me on Monday. So you don't, you don't get to get me in trouble today. All right, so it's, it's yes, Tim. All members can vote. If you're a regular tender, not a member, you're not allowed to vote. Part of me. If you vote, you have to sign in. We need your name on that because um, Presbytery can they pay attention to these things? They're not like Nazis about it or anything, but um, so yeah, 
it's yes, I want Dexter to be our elder. No, I don't. It's pretty simple. Okay, and um, Scott, are, yeah, you're going to... Okay, we have, we have 10 minutes. We may go just a couple minutes late because um, we always start a couple minutes late. We will not go too late because we know kids have to be picked up. Pardon me? Um, yeah. See, Zach is setting the example for everybody in this congregation. My man. My man. Um, I need the mic. It's being recorded. So if it's the question was, if people who are working in the nursery, do they have to sign the? Sign-up sheet by themselves, or or can we sign for yeah. them? And we, I say we, we can sign for Gina's them. Gina's already taken care of that. They're already signed in, and they've already voted. Yep. Should I leak the vote and give and change all the politics happening? <laughs> they vote in advance. I'll leak it. If it's a positive, I won't. All right, guys. You have is your opportunity to ask questions um, with the budget of. What I shared about where we're heading with vision, mission, motto, and our goals, uh, anything from last week. Uh, we have about in the range of 10 to, yeah, about 10 to 15 minutes. So this is just a housekeeping question from last week. I have my recommendation form today to hand in for yep. transition team. Who do I hand that in? Me. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. We are going to take, continue to take recommendations for the search committee and the transition team. Those recommendation sheets are on the Welcome Center. They will be on the Welcome Center. We'll be using our communication, especially this new communication, uh, so people know that they can still make recommendations. That will all be forming in February, so there is a, a little bit of time, uh, but we do want them as quickly as possible. I have a question about the clarification on who can be a part of those committees. Um, just to be clear, can elders be part of those committees? Are those people that we can also nominate or no? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There will, be, be sure. there will be some elder representation. Um, you have to be 16 years old or older. That's it. And hopefully love Jesus. That's always a good requirement to have. Um, who has the mic? Chris? And again, the elders can help me with this, not just me. I was just wondering, Tim, if you could flush out a little bit more of what the New City 101 network looks like and, like, what that means for our church. Yeah. And specifically, like, can you give examples of other churches in Philadelphia that belong to that network? Does it extend beyond Philadelphia? Does it extend internationally? Uh, I'm looking for that sheet. Did you get the New City 101? Okay. gives a very good summary of what they're about. Um, other churches in Philadelphia know. Um, there are church, There is a church in Camden. There is a church in Atlantic City. There's one. There's New York. It is international. It's over 70 churches represented and growing. 
Um, focus is on, uh, we'll just go through these real quick. The gospel, obviously, pre- preaching Christ Jesus, Christ and him crucified. The real, again, you can see wh- what I've already said. Our evangelism is in pursuit of disciples. That's, that's a real key, especially what I shared with you earlier. They, it, the emphasis is on cross-cultural churches. The reason we joined uh, this network is uh, because of that, uh, because of their emphasis on mercy ministry. These are city churches. Um, For example, number five, preach and practice biblical justice and mercy and hold them in high value. Each one has a scripture, so you know it's not just coming out of a person's political view or something like that. Hey, Tim. Yeah. Are you asking, like, practically, what what, what does that mean for us? Like, other than the principles, are you asking, like, more, like, so what do we do about this? Okay, thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Do we have all the ballots uh, for Dexter's uh, elders? Do we have all the ballots? Someone over there. One ballot. One ballot. No, no, not all. Okay, thanks, brother, because some of them are recommendations. Relationally, uh, for example, we we have a relationship with Randy Neighbors, who started New City Church in Chattanooga and started this network. He is the uh, father-in-law of Kimiko Trot, now Kimiko Neighbors. So we've had a, a relationship with him, for example, for a while. Bob Haynes used to go to that church. Um, we we've already had our worship team go to one of the trainings. The relationships will exist at the level of trainings. That's why I'm saying any we can go to these trainings. The, the emphasis is on, obviously, the leaders, but it's not exclusively leaders. So if you're interested in mercy ministry or worship, you could go to that even if you're not a ministry leader. So that's where all the relationships mostly happen at the level of um, the trainings. It's, it's a back and forth of ideas is the idea, and they have these trainings every single year. The other thing that's happened, it's already happened once, it's going to happen again, is the elders met with Randy and his, uh, his right-hand man, Robert. They've already come for their initial assessment. We're handing out an assessment. They're, they want to get to know us more and more. They're, they're very excited, and they've wanted for a very long time to have a new life church within this network. They're excited about what Jack did what God did in New Life Church. Uh, so we had that relational level at the level of the leaders. They're coming back around March to meet with our uh, ministry leaders. Uh, he's already talked to us about um, how important it is, your vision and mission. He's very excited that we started a new vision, mission, and motto. Um, I said last week that they, he's transitioned. You know, He's retired as a pastor of New City. He's already made his transition. Relationally, he's going to walk beside us in our transition. Does that give you a flavor for it? Okay. Yeah, Pam, um, and Pam. Yeah, um, I have a question about um, the new bulletins and yeah. what you're omitting from the bulletins and you're sending out on a weekly email. Um, I am part of a very small minority of people <clears throat> in this millennium that don't have a cell phone okay. and I don't have email. Okay. And uh, even if I did have email, which I did at one time, I don't check it. Okay. Um, and I can, I suppose I can find out from my wife what's going on, but she doesn't always, she's yeah, very that's busy. that's a good point. And she, you know, it's not, 
responsible for that. And I don't want to burden her with that. Yeah. Well, how are you going to address the, the people like me that don't? Uh, I, often I'd look in the bulletin and find out, oh, my gosh, so-and-so's in the hospital or, or somebody this or that. Yeah. Well, well first bulletin. of all, like, for example, prayer requests, when we pray, they will be on the screen, for one. Um, the people, for example, who's doing what, that used to be in the bulletin. It's now downstairs. There's that, that, as soon as you come in, there's a board. You, you come in, you turn around, that's where it is. That a lot, we'll put the information there for you. Okay. So we're, we realize this is not, again, this is not a, a perfect solution. Uh, I'm going to keep working on you and that minority you're talking about to engage with email. Uh, that might be a losing cause from what I know of you, my brother. But um, I'm going to still try anyway. <laughs> but we'll find other ways. And that's the one way that we're going to do right off the top of my head. There will be places. We're talking about revamping that whole area as you walk in. We have to make that much more user-friendly for everybody. Um, so that's that one area. If you have jobs that used to be in the bulletin, you'll look there. We'll, we'll put the prayer request. That's easy enough to do. The other stuff from the bulletin, so you can look right there as soon as you come through the front. Yeah. I want to. I want to follow up on the bulletin. Yeah. Um, if the bulletin is geared towards the new people that come in, I think it'd be good to still keep in there like who the deacon is and stuff like that, because someone could be looking for a deacon. They're not going to know to go look on a bulletin board somewhere in the church for who it is. Okay. So. I think that could be information that people Well, we'll take need. that under advisement. One thing that we're in the process of transitioning as well is not having is having our welcome team not only up here, but having a part of our welcome team downstairs and orienting people. So that's how we're going to try to deal with that challenge. We'll take that under advisement, but we, we are shifting. We know that's going to feel a little odd to you for a little bit. Pam? First of all, thank you so much for all the... Um, the the newness that you're that you're bringing in, everyone. Thank you. Um, I do have a follow-up question with the new city and the church connection and all this stuff. Yeah. Where where does the um, the the guy who came, the minister that came here on Thanksgiving? Where does he fit into that? The guy who came here for our Howard Burnett and that church. What is that church called again? Uh, connection. Yeah. Philadelphia. How are we connecting with them? Are we looking to build something with them? Or well, um, yeah, I'm hoping so. Um, what we've learned when we, in the older days, if you remember this, when we connected to New Testament assembly, oftentimes that was that existed more at the level of the leadership and didn't always infiltrate into the congregate members of the congregation. That's not exactly true because we did an outreach event together, but um, it just started really as a relationship between myself and Harold because this child went to um, Olney Christian School and Lisa's like, "You got to meet Harold Burnett." And so my relationship with him has grown. Um, John has grown. We're, we're hoping they we, – we keep inviting them to our stuff, and they invite us to theirs. So that's the le- – it's, it's, it's more informal right now. We have to see what God does with it. But I would hope so because I, I just think it's so important to have a church, connections with church that are just different than you. And so we're going to try to grow that over this year, see what the Lord does. Um, yeah. Um. Just that we have about, just about two about two minutes for questions. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I just want to say thank you for including Fellowship of Christian Athletes in this year's budget. I'm You're really welcome. excited about that. You're welcome. Um, and feel really blessed. Um, will 
you keep us posted on trainings for New City? Because I know yes. there are things that I would probably be interested in getting trained on, even though I'm not a church leader, but that yeah, pertains to my job. Yeah. Okay. Randy Neighbor said to us, I think it was Randy, he said, you, you got to communicate to people at least seven, seven different ways for them to even hear, hear it. So we're, we, we, we take that seriously. So, yes, you will be hearing not only – well, you'll be hearing about the goals and initiatives that I talked about, mm-hmm. gave you glimpses into. But also, yeah, we we have to let you know because it would be it would really be bad if a, just a small portion take, of this church takes advantage of that. So yes, Great. we will make sure you get to know that information. Great, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, and then anyone else? One one other. Tim, then Lee. Yeah, about the new new city initiative. Yeah. Um, I'm reading this thing, and uh, and it's it wants to go into poor neighborhoods or right on the edge of one or something like that. And my impression is that there are a lot of churches around here. In North Philly, there are a lot of thriving churches. And I think the last thing we need is another church. And I'm just wondering if anybody has thought of maybe joining together with another church, becoming one church, maybe with Harold's church or something like that. It just, uh, I'm thinking of it from an evangelistic point of view, from people out in the culture's point of view, you know, uh, they might be saying, another church? My gosh, there's a million of them around here. Our focus is not right now. Our focus is we are in a poor neighborhood and we're going to serve a poor neighborhood. You know, it, it, um, there, there's enough, there's poverty in, all around us. And we see it every day and something has to be done with it. And we're, we're asking God what should be done with it. And what I want to say from my own heart is um, we have to be careful that we don't create this us-them mentality. I just want to say that right from the beginning. Uh, the poor are no different than us. The rich are no different than us. It's just us. It's our community. It, it, well, I'm, just, I'm not responding to you. I'm just saying I think every time we talk about it, that needs to be said, I think, loud and clear is what I'm saying. Um, but the, fo- the focus right now is not on creating another church. The, the, the focus for us is seeing this church grow. Grow in the way that we do mercy ministry. Grow in the way that we do outreach discipleship. That's our focus. Uh, that's it. I think we're out of time. Do we, we have the final tally? Uh, the Lord has provided new life with a new elder. went to a Presbyterian, John and I went to our Presbyterian meeting yesterday. Yes? Oh, I'm sorry, Lee. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, this may be a little bit of a broken record, but um, one of the things that I really picked up on when uh, the New City folks were here was that their whole focus was... Uh, reaching into the communities, developing people out of poverty, bringing them into the church, developing them out of poverty, and raising them into leadership. And I just want to make the observation that we are not staffed for that. And uh, one of the things that Randy said was that he thinks every urban church ought to have uh, a social worker on staff. And I think with the transitions that we're having in the staff, this is a golden 
moment to do that, and I know when Mike was asked that last week, I got the vibe that, yeah, nice request, not going to happen. That's not true. Okay. That's a wrong vibe. Um, okay. They they took that very seriously, number one, because it's a part of our new vision, mission, and motto. So they were doing what we're asking everybody to do. Start to think about your life in this church according to the new vision and mission and motto. That wasn't a, that wasn't a blow off. They, they have taken that very seriously. I know that for a fact because I've in, in, interacted with Mike. We know that to be true, okay. that we're generally going to serve the needs of our community, that we have to have that. Whether or not it will be uh, somebody with a master's in social work, I can't make that guarantee. But we, we have to move in that direction. So. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Let me uh, – let, let Oh, the informal, yeah, any any of the polls that you have left, the informal polls, uh, you can give them. If if they don't make their way now, just give them to me. Um, we, we need to make sure we go get our kids, so let me pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for our meeting today. I hope uh, this is a blessing to all as we keep moving in this new, vi- uh, new um, direction that you've set for us. We are really excited about... Uh, bringing on Dexter Hamilton. So we praise you for Dexter and his ministry among us already and what he will be doing as an elder. So we bless you for uh, blessing us with him. Uh, Continue to grow this church, Lord. We're excited. We see you in our midst, making changes, renewing things. Uh, We're excited about it, and we want to just keep in step. So thank you so much, and uh, we want you. We love you, Lord. We know you love us in Jesus, and we are so thankful for that. We bless you this day in Jesus' name.